0: Hi, this is Felipe from Data Futurology, and today we're gonna to speak about whether you should focus on developing business skills or technical skills as a data scientist. This question comes up all the time when people are thinking about what to do with their careers. They they see the two sides of data science that you can, and it's quite a wide spectrum, right? Where you can be moving closer to the business side, developing what's seen as soft skills, as, as communication skills, influence leadership. And a lot of people see that as a path to have higher impact with their work, but it means that they, they are taken away from time that they could be coding uh, learning more about algorithms, data preparation, statistics, getting things into production, uh, etc. So obviously the the last few items there sitting well in the in the technical realm. And if you're trying to choose what to what skills you should build as part of your career, it's it's really hard to to choose and there's no one answer that fits everyone. So I think it depends on, um, on your strengths and on your ambitions. So, and, and the strengths is things that you're naturally good at, uh, better than other people. Focus on things that people come and ask you about. Uh, that's a good indication of what your strengths are. And it can be obviously knowledge or some of the soft skills that we're talking about, but that'll that'll point you to to your strengths. And then you have to think about where you would like to end up in with your career. Do you seek to have uh, leadership positions in in companies and organizations? Do you seek to be a researcher? Do you seek to uh, work in startups? Uh, what what path? would um, what path excites you the most uh, with with your career and having an understanding of those ambitions, you can start to craft a plan where your roles are miniature versions of the end goal, so you can start to get experience in the skills that are required to be successful in that end role, and I've had I've had people that they, for example, they want to be a manager or a team lead, and they're stuck in a um, in a team of peers, right? And they say, "Oh, I'm never going to become a manager if I'm if I'm only working with peers. that don't get a chance for management, say." And what I've had, what I've said to them in the past is. In working with peers, there's multiple projects that need to be delivered. Take the lead in one of those projects and develop your soft influence. Um, so if we think of hard influence as being from power, so when um, your superior, when uh, your boss asks you to do something, they, they have sort of this... Um, this organizational hierarchy power, right, that they're using. But when you're working with peers, it's a lot more about influence. Or if you're working with areas that don't you don't report to the same area, uh, to the same person, and you're from different areas of the business, you have to use your softer influence. Um, and getting, getting uh, yourself to lead projects and initiatives that you might be working with, with teammates uh, that that starts to to help you practice your influence also your leadership your management skills because generally the the person that a group will defer to is the person that has a plan and generally a well-thought-out plan that other people can't sort of think of anything better on the spot as they're discussing and then they go well that one sounds the best let's go with that so um so if you're prepared then you will start to uh, get the influence that will allow you to start developing those skills that you want to develop if that's the, the path that you want to go down. So it definitely comes from these two sides of your strength and your ambitions. Your ambitions will highlight areas that you need to build strength in if you don't have them yet. The only thing that I would like to caution you on is blindly following what you enjoy so i think that if you if you only focus on the work that you enjoy today i i find that that's not a very strategic way to go about crafting your career because sometimes i've seen people have what is from an outside perspective seen as a very successful career where they're you know day in day out year after year they're doing work that they really enjoy but then they get burned out or then they lose the love of it I've seen people that have gone through to get a PhD in a particular specialty and then the day after they come out of the PhD program they never want to work in that specialty again I've seen people that become executives and heads of large businesses or large parts of a business and then they completely switch careers because they don't want to work in that line of business ever again. So if you follow, um, so that's, that's essentially like one area of, of risk. And the other one is that if you only follow what you enjoy today and you're not looking more broadly, more strategic at what the industry needs and what your career could be, then you run the risk of getting... Stuck in and, and, and pigeonholed in an area that may not have lots of future growth uh, might be an area that will start to lose demand, start to lose importance um, it, it can it can set your skills it can it can make your your skills um, be irrelevant in a new developing world like in an, in, a, in a world in the world that's that's uh the in the future that we're where, that we're moving into and i've had i've had people that have applied for jobs in my teams either as software engineers that are analysts or data scientists or data engineers i've i had i had one one guy in particular that he um he applied for that engineering role and he had had uh, 15 years experience coding in Lotus 123, which was a a program from like the 90s or early 2000s maybe, um, and he had been coding in that basically the entire time, and then he realized that his skills were uh, c- uh, the demand for his skills was coming to an end, and that he wanted to switch to something, but didn't have any experience, hadn't done any co- any courses, anything like that, so. In his case, he just kept doing what he enjoys, time and time, uh, day after day, year through year after year, and um, that meant that he wasn't having a broad enough vision of their of what their skills could or should be. Um, so, definitely, one that I recommend is to to think broadly about what will be needed in the future, uh, what is needed now, and how that lines up with what are your strengths and your career ambitions and the overlap of all these, the intersection of all these um, these circles or Venn diagrams, will give you a good sense of where you should head to. Um, and I think that overall, the the wider you can cast your net when it comes to interests and skill developments, um, the generally the better. I think that where we are as an industry today, we in, in, in data science, uh, and, and definitely when it comes to business, we need generalists. We need people that understand the end-to-end uh, value chain and that can create products, uh, change organizations, and have an impact that uses the whole value chain in order to, provide something to the business or to the market that ha- that so they can have the, the, the impact, the business impact um, that is required. And that will always be the case for what's needed in leadership. In leadership, you need uh, people that understand that end-to-end process and that, and that have a, a vision of how it should fit together. Um, so if, you, if you're seeking to move up to leadership management, um, executive positions, then you need you need that broader view, but obviously it's not for everyone. And as an industry, we um, data science is in super high demand, and we need people with lots of different types of mix of skills. So we do need people that are very technical, very specialized in one particular area, and I think that the need for those very niche, specialized people, that need will increase as the industry matures. And even in the past five years or so, we've seen more roles, uh, role names, role definitions being added to uh, the composition of a data science team and, and adjacent to data science team. So data teams in general. Um, we've had more roles being introduced because we are rec- recognizing that there are more and more specialties and subspecialties that are required in order to make a high performing um, bleeding edge data science team uh, have the imp- the business impact that is required so I think there's there's always there's definitely a place for the very technical very niche people there will always be a place for the very technical very niche people uh, but it depends on where you would like to go, and what ambitions you would like to, you have, uh, and also the the strengths, the starting the starting point that you have, um, of of your strengths. I know that in my case, I uh, noticed early that I liked communicating and talking about data science and communicating with with technical and non technical people, and that there was these. Um, this breach of the two worlds where you have the technical data world and the business world and that um, I wanted to be able to bridge the gap between the the two and and that meant um, having to become more of a generalist starting to understand areas that I uh, didn't really un had exposure to before and didn't really feel passionate about. And sometimes there are areas that are like, quite boring. Like you have to think about data governance frameworks, <laughs> um, ethical AI frameworks, um, along with, um, you know, the um, feature engineering and data preparation in order to uh, improve your model. Uh, so so if, if your ambitions are to move up, I recommend that you become a generalist and that you're trying to understand how more and more of the process works. If you want to be a technical specialist, then definitely go as hardcore as you can in, in that. Read papers, work and uh, do uh, do the work to develop a deeper understanding and you will know whether you're making right progress when people start coming to you for uh, to ask you questions about that space. And that can be even in your team at work, in the company, through meetups, etc. But that is a really good feed, way of feed, uh, getting feedback that you are becoming the technical specialist that um, is going to be required more and more as we go on to the future. I hope this has been helpful. This is Felipe Flores from Data Futurology. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you in the next video.